Welcome to Chicago West Sunday Sermons, where we encourage with the gospel of Jesus Christ, equip within Christ-centered community, and engage with good works. This week, we will hear a sermon from Pastor Kent Steiner. Hey, uh, what do you think of these t-shirts, huh? Uh, definitely uh, really, really grateful uh, for them getting put put together here. You know, if you didn't see, it's, you know, got the shape of the Austin community and our uh, church building here. So, so uh, excited for this representing uh, who we are. So please take advantage of getting those in our time together uh, after the service. Well, hey, uh, after the service, uh, we got this thing going on called our church gathering. We're going to have a cookout. And uh, man, I can't wait to be out there. We, we got jumpies out there, obstacle course. And so for the kids to have fun, for us to fellowship, for us to connect with each other. So, uh, so we're going to do that right after uh, this service. But right now, uh, we're going to get into part two uh, of our message from 1 Peter 4, starting in verse 7, and uh, we're going to go through verse 11. So if you were here last Sunday, uh, we were in part one. I got those uh, three first verses there, and uh, this is the title of the message is Our Culture, Our Church Culture Directives right? These are the directives that we are given for our church, and we're finding them in First Peter. And so as we're going to the book of First Peter, we can think about this. Uh, First Peter is one, I mean, Peter himself is one of the original 12 uh, disciples. And uh, what, what did he do? What, what was the role that he had? What was the job that he had, Peter, back before he met Jesus? Fisherman, yeah, that's right. He was a he was a fisherman, and uh, that's what he did. He, you know, got the nets out, got the fish in, day in, day out, twenty four seven. He was a fisherman. That's how he was identified. But then Jesus says to Peter, right? He says to Peter, "This, hey, follow me, and I will make you become fisher of men, men and women that he would be able to be called to and to reach." And so that's exactly where we're jumping in here in 1 Peter 4. Peter is writing this book through us by inspiration of the Spirit. And as we jump in here, here's one thing I just want to say. As we say our church culture, culture is vital to who we are, right? It determines how we interact with each other, how we engage each other. And so right now, right here, we're jumping in, finding out what should our church culture be like? Here at Chicago West, what is it that we want this to be? What is it that God's word tells us should be happening here and amongst ourselves and how we interact together? You can find cultures all over the place. But what is it that as the body of Jesus Christ, what is it we've been called to? And so here's some directives that we're getting right here from 1 Peter chapter 4, um, and we'll review real quick. Here's the first one out of verse 7. Let's read verse 7 of 1 Peter 4. So if you got your Bible, you know, get that out, get it on your phone. Uh, 1 Peter 4, 7 says this, The end all of things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. So here's our first directive that we're getting from uh, Peter here for us, is that we got to live, live with urgency. See, church, we have to live with urgency. It says that right here, the end of all things is at hand. Time is ticking. Time is going away. We don't know if we have another month, let alone another week. We aren't sure what is going to happen. And we do believe that Jesus is coming back for us. So we can't wait for that day to come. But we do have a calling just as Peter had a calling, right? To be fishers of men. We are to be followers of Jesus Christ. And we're to be a part of his calling to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And so in that, we have to know this, that time is running out to carry out our calling. That's why we got to live with urgency, because time is running out to carry out our calling of making disciples. Here's the second directive that we see. It's this, that we've got to love with fervency. We've got to love with fervency. Let's read verse 8 here. It says this, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. See, I love that. those first two words there are very important, right? Above all, 
right? There's lots of things we need to be doing, but above all, this needs to happen because 1 Corinthians 13 tells us if we don't have love, we have nothing, right? That has to be what leads everything. We have to be committed to loving each other with fervency. The the word right there, earnestly, is actually like just a runner who's going and trying to get to the finish line before anybody else. That's actually how we're supposed to be loving each other, pushing in, loving with fervency um, in that way. And I love that the end of it there is very powerful. This is what we get to do in our culture, which other cultures don't get to do. It's this, since love covers a multitude of sins. See, because of what Christ has done for us, and he's forgiven us, we can forgive each other. And so we can ask for forgiveness and give forgiveness through Jesus Christ. And so we've got to love with fervency. Here's the last one we covered last week. It's to welcome with generosity. Welcome with generosity. Let's look at verse 9. It says this, show hospitality to one another without grumbling without grumbling. See, we have to share God's grace, right? We have to give it to others just as we've been given it. And we've got to give it generously. We have to ask God God to give us eyes to see how he would have for us to see, right? The idea here in in a sense of hospitality is really this, looking out for the left out. Who is it that really needs to find Christ who doesn't have Christ? Who is it isn't isn't being engaged, isn't being supported? What can I do to welcome with generosity? See, that's our call, and this should be our church culture. This is what we're committed to. And so we love that God's word says this, and we just saying that God's word is a living and abiding word. That's who Jesus Christ is. So we're here this morning to say, hey, let's, not just have these words in places, but let's live this out here together. And praise God, we're seeing it. God's grace is working in and through us, but we can always grow in these ways. So that's uh, part one of our church culture directives. Now we're landing in part two, because we're going to verse 10 and 11 here in 1 Peter 4. And so let's look for the final two directives that we have uh, from this uh, passage here to define our culture. So let's read verse 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our church culture directive, let's pray for the Lord to show us these very things. Oh God, we come to you right now, and we would declare our weakness. I would declare my weakness in proclaiming this, Lord, but I pray, Lord, that through your spirit, you would strengthen me. Lord, through your spirit, Lord, we would gather here together to see what it is you would have for us to hold on to. Lord, we want our church culture to be everything, Lord, that you have entrusted to us and given to us. This isn't by our work. This isn't by our hand. It's by your spirit that you have given to us through the grace of Jesus Christ. It is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Lord, help us to press into this right now to receive this, but then, Lord, to go out and to live this out with each other in every way that you would have for us. We pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, the next directive that we see here is right from verse 10, and it's this, that we have to steward with tenacity. We got a steward with tenacity. Let's read uh, verse 10 here again. It says this, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. 
All right. I personally know the word tenacity uh, from sports. All right. So I know tenacity, you know, the coach is always like, man, guys, we got to have tenacity. We got to get after it. We can't be passive. We got to use everything that we have and, and give it our all. All right. So I, I know the, the word tenacity from that, but tenacity happens all the time, right? Hey, I, I've heard the word using getting your schoolwork done, right? You got to get, you have tenacity, get your schoolwork done so you can do what you uh, need to do. If you're going to start a business, you got to have tenacity, right? If you're going to get after it and start something up, there's going to be barriers there, right? There's going to be challenges. You got to overcome them. You got to have tenacity to get that business started, to get it off the ground. If you're a musician, you're going to make music. You got to have tenacity. Can't be passive. You got to be all in with it, right? That's what's supposed to happen, right? Tenacity. A taco Tuesday. You got to have tenacity. Eat some tacos, right? With tenacity. All right, well, maybe a few feel, feel like that. I, I definitely do on, uh, on Taco Tuesday. But here's the thing is we're talking about tenacity. See, it's with this kind of determination. It's with this kind of determination, right, as we're right here, that we have to let this shape who we are and what we do. And here it is. We've got a steward with tenacity. That's what we have to do. So let's go through verse 10, and it's going to give us three reasons, three reasons why we have to steward with tenacity. Let's look here at the first one, and it's uh, right here from the beginning of verse 10. As each has received a gift, as each has received a gift. So here it is. Uh, some believers have received a gift, some. Love it. Yep. You're checking it, right? That's not, that's not true, right? Uh, most mature believers have received gifts from God. No, that's not true. Hey, the church leadership, they're the ones that have received the spiritual gifts to lead the body. That's not true either. What, what's true right here from God's word? It says it right here that this is all believers. All believers, each and every one of us are gifted for ministry. I'm looking at people, I'm looking at my sisters, I'm looking at my brothers that are gifted for ministry by God himself. He's given you spiritual gifts. That's why we got to serve with tenacity. We got to steward them well, because God has given them to each and every one of us. See, let's not even that, sink that in this morning, right here in the moment. I've got a spiritual gift. You have a spiritual gift that the Lord has given to you. The gifts that he's given to us collectively are represented right here. Praise God. That's the first reason. Here's the second reason why we have to steward with tenacity, and that's this. All believers are gifted to serve each other. See, we're gifted for a purpose. Here's a reason to serve each other. Right here from verse 10, it says, use it to serve one another, to serve one another. See, these gifts are not given for self-indulgence. They're not given for self-promotion. And here I'll just acknowledge this. There's been many in the position of a pastor or many in positions of authority that have used their spiritual gifts for self-promotion. God, help us in any way where that's happened. Convict us and show us where we're doing that. That's not what it's for. It's not for self-indulgence to build ourselves up, to take care of ourselves. Church, what is this for? To serve each other. That's why we have these gifts. That's why they have been given to us, to serve one another. So you've got a gift to serve those around you. What I love is the truth is the people already have been serving us this morning. This morning, our sisters and brothers have been serving us. Praise God for the worship team this morning, right? Amen. Just uh, leading us up here, right? And uh, coming together and declaring that, hey, we're going to lead our sisters and brothers to focus on Jesus Christ. Not on ourselves, but using the gifts that God has given to us to lead us in worship. So powerful to come together and worship in that way. 
I, I love that, hey, as you came in, there were people that were uh, out there uh, doing parking, right, and greeting you as you came in, all right? And I'll, I'll just say this, when uh, someone's out there doing the parking, they say you, say you can't park here. I mean, that might feel a little bit like, oh, you know, but uh, hey, they're serving us, right, because we need certain things done at certain times, and so we're grateful for those that are using their gifts of service and parking and those that are using their gifts of hospitality and welcoming, greeting us as they come in. And I feel blessed every time I walk through that lobby right before uh, service and, and during the service. So we have been being served already right here. Here's another way we're being served right now we can't see in this moment. Our children's ministry right upstairs. We have uh, people right now, we can clap for that. We want to be a church that loves and values our children. They've been gifts that have been given to us. And so just as important as what's happening right here in declaring God's word is just as important what's happening up there. And uh, one thing I'll just uh, say, even just how God's provision is, uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, we got a, got a word that who was supposed to lead and coordinate uh, uh, the children's ministry here today uh, was sick and wasn't going to be able to come. And so we understand that. But that sort of left us scrambling because all the people that are trained to do that weren't available. And so I, I reached out to one of our sisters, uh, Fallon, and uh, I was able to get a hold of her. And I said, hey, it seems like everybody else who can do this can't do this right now. And uh, she was, she was uh, on a retreat with, a, with another church in another situation. And you know what she said? She said, hey, if this is really a need right now, I believe the Lord wants me to do that. So she drove back last night. Yeah, we can praise the Lord for that. Home. Late last night, and one of our deacons came and picked her up this morning so that she could serve our family. She could serve our children this morning. See, Fallon serves with tenacity. She stewards the gifts that God has uh, been given to her. And so we don't praise her, we praise God through her, amen? Because these are the gifts that we have been given. See, here's the thing, Chicago West, we need to know this, that this church body needs you. If God's brought you here and this is your church home, this church body, we collectively that are here in person, those that are online joining us right now, our children upstairs, we need you. God has gifted you, and we collectively as the body need you. Maybe just tell your neighbor that if you want to. We need you. We need you. We do. We need, we need you. Here's the flip side. The flip side of it is this as well. Here's the truth of it, and I'll just try and look at you individually as I can. Each of you, each of you, each and every one of you, you need us. You need, you need us collectively, right? Just as much as we need you, you need us. We've been called together to be the body of Christ, to be a community, and that is what's true here. That is what's being declared to us from God's word. And we have to steward with tenacity for what it is that we have been given one group that I, I think of right away stewarding with tenacity um, is our, our youth ministry team. And uh, they're get, in the last two weeks, there's been four different times that our youth leaders have come together and uh, come alongside of our students and been with them. They've had two Bible studies. I, th I guess the second one's going to happen here tonight. They've gone out on an outing. They had the launch of Friday night of the, of the youth ministry. Our, our youth team is, is stewarding their gifts with tenacity. They are serving our students. They are teaching our students. And that's what we all need to be getting after. See, serving with spiritual gifts given to us are so critical to the building up, the building up of the body of Christ. So we've got two reasons. Here's the third one. Here's the third reason for why we need to steward with tenacity. It's God has granted all believers the privilege to steward his vital gifts. He's given us the privilege to steward his vital gifts. Let's read the last part of verse 10. As good stewards of God's varied grace. 
All right, when I, when I say the word steward, as we read that here, what comes to mind about a steward or, or stewardship? What are, what are you thinking about as we say that? Here's the, the Webster Dictionary of a steward de- definition right here. It says, the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. So that's, a, that's what the definition is, the responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. I think that's representative of this situation, but God's word is telling us here that we need to be good stewards. So what does that mean to be good stewards in the, in the sense of our spiritual gifts? Let's just look at a definition here of a good steward. It's this, choosing to utilize well the spiritual gifts given to you. Choosing to utilize those well, the spiritual gifts given to you. That's what we're called to be doing. But what I love about stewardship is it's entrusting that to us, right? God's given us the opportunity to choose how we're going to serve, to, to, tr- to seek after him, to look to our sisters and brothers in Christ and asking, hey, what are the needs here? How can I help out? What can I do? But we have the opportunity to be stewards. And we're asking God to help us to be good stewards of the spiritual gifts that we have been given. See, we have the opportunity to steward the the gifts given to us. Here's the thing that's important for us to remember is that these are gifts. Let me just say that again. These are gifts. These are not achievements. These are not achievements, isn't it? Hey, well, I accomplished this much. I showed that I could do this, so God's going to give me more because I've achieved. And so then I go, and then you're trying to get to the top of of the gift ladder and to be able to have that. It's not achievements. See, the thing about gifts is the gifts is something that's free. If you have to pay for it, it ain't a gift. If you have to work for it, if you have to earn it, it ain't a gift. See, that's what this is. This is not an achievement. It's actually gifts that God has given to us for each and every one of us. That is what has been entrusted to us. So you must steward God's gifts with tenacity and again, let's just say it's because we need you. I mean, here, we need you here at Chicago West if this has been called your church home, just like the other churches in our community and the city throughout this country and throughout this world need those that God's called to be a part of those local bodies of Christ. So you must steward with tenacity because also you need us. You can't do this on your own. You can't do it on your own. Please don't try and do that. Please don't try and get after it yourself. You're going to be isolated. The enemy's going to come at you, and you've been given spiritual gifts that we need, and you need our spiritual gifts. We need to be together as a body of Jesus Christ. See, in order to live out being a good steward, we must, we must serve in dependency. In dependency, we see that in verse 11. So we're hitting verse 11 here. It highlights this directive. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. See that here as our directive that we've got to serve in dependency on God. See, we must depend on God to use our gifts that we've been given. I just got to, I just got to emphasize this. This is not, hey, everyone just got to work really hard. We got to do, we got to do, we got to just determine that we're going to get after it and get it done. That's not what's happening here. That's not what being highlighted in any way. And actually that's just not healthy. It's not emotionally healthy. It's not spiritually healthy. It's not physically healthy. And if you've experienced that before, or even if you've experienced it here, God, forgive us. We're not just trying to use you to plug into holes that need to get done. We're here to steward the gifts that God's given to us and depend on God to do it through us. That's what needs to happen. See, that kind of self-determination also doesn't provide the spiritual focus of the service. See, if it's just self-determination, it misses all the purpose of what it's to be about. 
It misses it out fully. See, we can't do this on our own. But here's the thing. Can't do it on our own. We got to see the other side. It's an amazing opportunity to see God do it in us and to see God do it through us. See, the opposite is that, yeah, we can't do it on our own, but man, we get to see God at work. We see God, get to see God move through us, and we get to see God work and move in and through others for us. How often have you been praying and asking the Lord to do something? And then he answered your prayer through somebody else. That he moved in somebody else. He showed somebody else what was needed. And they stepped in and did his work for him, for you. Amen. That's what's going on right here. We got to depend on the Lord in every way. See, God can enable us to bless and build up each other. You can just do that. Let's read this about this in Romans chapter 1 and verse 11 and, and 12. Got up on the screens here for you. Let's read this together. For I long to see you. So this is Paul right here. He's uh, saying this to the, the uh, church um, in Rome, right? His sisters and brothers here, this is what he's saying to them. I long to see you. Why? Why? That I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. See, the spiritual gifts being working by the Spirit through him, being imparted to each other, encouraging each other in our faith together, both yours and mine. See, this is critical for us to understand. The purpose here is not being so gifted. I just want to Remind us of that. I want to declare that here this morning. It's not trying to do amazing things ourselves. And I've been actually, I've been in context where it's been emphasized this, how gifted people are. Hey, we got these, the most gifted people around. And so the implication is, well, hey, other churches, other places just have somewhat gifted people. But we've got the most gifted people here. And that's what has got to happen. We've got to have that. That's, that's, that's not what it's about. Who, who, who gave the gifts? Is God a somewhat God? He's given us all gifts. You got to hear me on this. This is not a contest to see who is the most gifted. And so that's not, we're not trying to compare each other to each other's selves. We're not trying to go after the most gifted. That's not what's happening here at all. This is what actually is happening. Verse 11 declares to us, this is what God is looking for. He's not looking for the most gifted, but he's looking for the most dependent. See, God's not looking for the most gifted. He's looking for the most dependent on him to him to work in and through the gifts that he's given to us. That's what he is seeking to do. Those who are submitting their gifts to be led and empowered by the Spirit, those are the ones. Those are the ones God is looking for. Those are the ones that we need. And that's what we've been given. See, here it is, church. We need God to be good through us to one another. It's a supernatural work beyond what we could possibly do. That's why they're spiritual gifts. Well, here, what are these gifts that we have been given? Uh, looking forward to talking about this. As we've been talking about the gifts in general, this verse uh, emphasizes a couple spiritual gift areas that are highlighted right here. And so we look at them. Here's the, the first one. It is speaking gifts. And the second one is serving gifts. So let's read that right here. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. So when it comes to speaking gifts, here's the thing. This is using God's word to build up one another. That's really what it is. We are using God's word, the living, abiding word of God to build up one another. That's what the speaking gifts are for. See, we have to depend on the right words at the right time. See, that's why it has to be a supernatural work by the Spirit. They need to be the right words of God at the right time 
to be able to meet the need right in the moment. See, this isn't what it is. This is not what it is that we're just to go out and machine gun people with scripture. We're just giving scripture out, just sort of doing it that way and trying to show off all the, all the scripture we know or whatever that is. And just hoping something sticks. If you've had a sister or you've had a brother come to you that way, just give them grace, right? Hopefully they're with good motivation, right? But that's not what it needs. It needs to be led by the Spirit. If you've been counseled by somebody and they've used Scripture just coming at you and and just beating you over the head, I'm sorry about that. Because Scripture's also got to be Spirit-led at the same time. The spiritual gifts enable that to happen. So we've got to take the opportunity to speak the truth in love when needed. That's when it's powerful. That's when it goes there. And so that's why I just say, hey, this morning, has there been a point in time when you know God used a sister, you know God used a brother to bring you God's word in a moment that you needed it? When you were blind and you couldn't see it, right? When you were off track and you needed some correction, you needed conviction of the Lord, and, and, and God used his word through someone to come to you right at that time? See, whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God, God's word itself, that's what we've been entrusted. That's what we've been given. Let's also make a priority of this, taking opportunities to receive the word from those utilizing the gift of teaching. So you also need to make a priority that, hey, if we need each other, right, that there's places and people that God's given the gift of teaching, and so we want to utilize that, right? And so we've been blessed. You know, we're, we're seven and a half years in the Chicago West Bible Church, so grateful that, for that. By the grace of God, we're, we're here. And so usually on Sundays, our Pastor John, you know, he's here bringing God's word for us, right? We need to make that a priority to be here together, Right? to come and to receive that or to join online as you're doing right now, right? To take in everything that we would have here together. But here's the thing, uh, Pastor John and myself and even some of our leaders in our church weren't the only ones, right? That God wants to use uh, teaching for to building up the body of Christ. And so we, we want to get after that more. And one of the ways that we're going to be doing that more is uh, in, on Wednesday night starting the first week of October, and when I say that the first week of October, in some ways that seems like a long way away. We know that ain't a long way away. We're, we're almost finished August here. Um, uh, summer's over. And so the first week of, uh, of uh, October, on Sundays and Wednesday nights, we're going to have essential classes talking about what it is that we have here together, how we're living out the word of God together, what that means for us together. And women in our church are going to be teaching this. Men in our church are going to be teaching this that God has gifted, and they're going to be praying that by the Spirit and through the truth of the Word, that it's going to come together and show us what we need to have. We need to make priorities of the times that we can receive the gift of God's Word from each other. We can't miss out because we need it. This is the nutrition, this is the food that we need to have from each other. If we're trying to see God's Word on our own, it's just like this. We can only see this much. But then when we have the body of Christ all together, we get to see the full perspective and how powerful that is. See, these are the speaking gifts that we've been given, but also we have serving gifts. Serving gifts, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. See, what this is, is doing good works to bless one another. This is just doing good works to bless one another. The help that is needed, again, right here, at just the right time when it's needed. <laughs> the right time, the, the help that is needed at just the right time, when that happens, that is also powerful. I would just say this, in the last couple of weeks, I've seen that happen so many times from sisters and brothers in Christ right here, where they've stepped up and they've served somebody else just at the right time when they were needed, Providing a meal right at the right time that was needed, right? Providing childcare for, for a family in a situation right when it was needed. Providing a service of just sitting and listening. Just sitting and listening to somebody. 
showing somebody that they care, showing somebody that they're not on their own, and mourning with those who are mourning, as God's word tells us to do. I've seen that happen just in these last couple weeks in so many ways. See, the good works to bless one another. Let's not miss out on the opportunities to bless each other when we are able. Let's not miss out on those opportunities to do that. And I'll just say this, uh, God did this just for me uh, pretty recently, that, uh, that he met me right where I was at. And so, uh, hey, we've been in this season. It's been a busy season, a lot of things going on. And uh, our own Mike Rupert uh, came up to me a couple weeks ago. And uh, I see him. He's right, he's right here uh, with us. And uh, he came up to me, and this is what he came up to me with. He said, hey, Pastor Kent, you know, so grateful for what you and Pastor John are doing and our leaders. And he said this to me. He goes, you know what? I was just praying about what I could do, how it is that I could serve, how it is that I could help out. And what came to mind is, uh, you know, it's been hard, but been a lot of my family has been in the hospital over the years. Had a lot of family, so I've had to go into the hospital and be with my family and sit with them and pray with them. And uh, that just taught me a lot as I've done that. And he's like, I, I know that's what pastors do is, you know, you go visit people in the hospital. And this is then what Mike said. He said, I think I could do that. He said, I could, I could go in the hospital. I, I could encourage somebody with God's word. I could, I could be there with them. And what it was for me was just a reminder, right, that this isn't about our gifts, isn't about what we can do, but the spirit is moving. The spirit is showing us, and he's providing gifts from each and every one of us, and we just need to be stewarding our gifts with tenacity, that's what Mike Rupert did. And when he did that, just encouraged me in my heart. And I don't wish anybody going to the hospital here, right? But man, uh, how great would that be if Mike Rupert walked in, right? And just said, hey, I'm here because the Lord just wants me to serve with the gifts that he's given to me, with the experience that he's given to me. See, this is what our church culture should be. It's what our church culture should be, serving with dependency on God. Let's be grateful for the support others who have the gifts of serving or giving too. I think that's something we can do better at is just thanking each other, right? Right, again, you know, we know it's through God through us, right? But doing that, and so one way you can practice that is our hospitality team, our deacons, they're going to be out here serving us uh, as we go out for our time together after here. And if you see somebody serving you or anybody else, just thank them for how they're serving, right? Because we need them. But they also know they need us. Praise God. Here's the thing that as a, I know as a pastor now for a few years, I've seen this play out over and over. Here's the thing, I've, I've had the privilege to serve as a pastor, had that responsibility for a little bit, and here is something, just trust me, I've seen over and over again, is when you serve in dependency in the Lord, if you serve in that way, depending on the Lord, this is what happens, you spiritually grow. You spiritually grow when you're depending on the Lord to serve, that's what happens. And uh, here, uh, I'll just uh, highlight this. Uh, our Puerto Rico team, they just, uh, they just came back. We just uh, praise the Lord for protecting them and doing that. Here's exactly what was happening. I've heard this from so many uh, individuals on that team. I grew so much on this trip right? We were serving, you know, sometimes they were just, you know, uh, cleaning a house that had been hit by the hurricane or painting it. And other times they were, you know, sharing the gospel with people in the community. Sometimes they were praying with one another. They were having a hard time. They were speaking the oracles of God to each other. And they weren't just waiting for somebody else to do it. They were taking time to share that with each other. And they were receiving that from each other. And they were spiritually growing together. See, that's how it's supposed to work. That's what this is all supposed to be. This is our church culture here together. See, sisters and brothers, God has gifted you for ministry. There are many spiritual gifts, and there are, the major lists are in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. 
So, uh, so again, if you want to write those down, you can, you can check those out uh, for yourself. But one highlight I'll just give to you is one of our classes, the essential classes that are going to be happening in October is going to go through this very thing. Help you identify what is a spiritual gift or gifts that you've been given. How you can exercise those, how you can utilize them here in the body of Christ. And so excited for us to learn more and more about how God has gifted each and every one of us. See, church, we must serve in dependency to be good stewards with tenacity. See, that can, that's the only way that it can work is we have to first serve independency to really be good stewards with tenacity. This must be our church culture. I love how verse 11 uh, finishes up, and this is the result that we see. If this is all working together, if this is really happening, this is our church culture, we're living this out, this is what happens. Let's look at this in verse 11. It says this, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. See, when the church is being the church, when we're living out what we're being called to, when we're being good stewards with tenacity, when we're serving in dependency, it brings God glory. It says there, see, when you serve and build up the body of Christ, God is glorified. God is glorified when that happens. It says here, though, this is interesting. It says here that God may be glorified. Let's look at that here. But God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So why does it say through Jesus Christ? We need to look back at the beginning of uh, chapter 4 here. As we close right now, our time together, let's look at verse 1. It says this, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh. It's referring to Jesus Christ, right? Through Jesus Christ. It's the grace that we've been given. See, Ephesians 2, 8 says, For by grace we have been saved through faith. See, it's the grace that's been extended through the sacrifice of Christ himself. See, that's why God is glorified through Christ. See, here's another powerful truth of all this. Those that have received grace, so just think of that a moment. Have you received the gift of grace? See, God gave up his only son for you. His son, Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, chose to go to the cross and die a horrific death, but also take your sins, my sins upon himself. He did that so that in his dying, his physical dying, that he could pave a way for us to have our sins forgiven, for them to be washed whiter than snow. And that if we believe in Jesus Christ and that God has raised him from the dead, our sins are now forgiven. Has that happened for you? Well, hey, if you're not sure it has or you know it hasn't, then there isn't anything better we'd love to talk to you about. But sisters and brothers, if that is true for you, here's what is true right now in this moment. Those who have received grace, we become God's stewards of grace. You see that right here in verse 10. We'll just go back there again. Good stewards of God's varied grace. See, right here, this couldn't even be more powerful. It's this. By grace, we have been given spiritual gifts. It's been declared to us here from God's word all morning. But if we utilize them, if we steward with tenacity, if we serve in dependency, then this is what happens we get to participate in his grace. See, we get to receive the grace through Jesus Christ, but now we get to participate in his grace. You see that we get to be the grace of Jesus Christ to each other and to the world around us. We actually participate in grace by utilizing our spiritual gifts. The last question for us this morning is, why does it bring God glory? Why does it bring him glory? when we utilize 
our gifts, when we serve in dependence upon him. And maybe just think about this uh, for a moment this morning. Has you, have you ever gone out and uh, you, know, you know there's somebody you care about and that you love, and uh, you're going out and you're, man, I got to find this person the perfect gift. Ever had that before? It's like, man, I got I to gotta find the, the perfect gift, you know, in that way. Or you've been out and you see something, you're like, man, that would be the perfect gift for somebody. You know those moments right then where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get that. They really love this. This will really bless them. This is going to really encourage them. Man, I love, I can't wait to be able to give this to them. You, can you feel that? Connect to that moment when you've had that time before? Right? And you know, so, you know, gone home and maybe you've packaged that up. Maybe you've wrapped it up. Maybe, you know, brought some way. Maybe you put it in a bag like I do. Um, and, uh, and so you, you go and you bring that to that person and you give them that gift. You know that moment right there, right? What is it that you want? What is it that you want from the person when they receive that gift from you? That gift that's the perfect gift you've been looking for, or you're just like, oh, that's, that's got to be it. What is it you want from them? You want them to open the gift, right? You want them to take that gift and that's something to wear. You want them to be able to wear it, right? You want them to be able to use that and, and do the things that that was meant to do, right? That's what you want to see happen, right? What if uh, two months down the road, uh, you ask them about that gift and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you gave that to me. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 back. it's back at my place. I haven't opened it yet. What was what that, that going to feel like in the moment? Yeah, right, right? You're going to feel like, man, what, what's the deal? And you're like, I, I can't wait for you to use this gift, right? It's the perfect one. You got to open it. That's where we stand right now. See, why is God glorified? Why is God glorified? We're good stewards of the gifts that he's given to us. Why is that true? Because he's given us to them to use them. He's given us to us because he wants to see us be able to bless each other and for us to receive the blessing from each other. And when that happens, when those things come together in dependence upon him, it brings him glory. Glory to God in the highest. That is what happens. So that's the privilege that we have. But so often, sometimes the things that he's given to us are back in our closet. We're not utilizing them. They're sitting right there. And that's why we have 1 Peter 4 here right now, right? To declare to us and the Spirit showing us right now, hey, we're going to be committed to this. We want to find out what it is that God has given to us so we can live this out here together. So that the Lord can use us in the way that he's called us to. See, we got gifts, Chicago West. Let's make sure to use them. Let's look to receive others speaking God's word to us. Hey, let's not be defensive. Let's not push back. Let's look to receive when someone's trying to share something with us. And lastly, let's let others serve us in our time of need. Sometimes let's not have too much pride. Let let our sisters and brothers know when we're needy, right? When there's something going on, if someone's trying to help us just to receive that. Because when we do, it brings God glory. When we receive it, it brings him glory. Hey, right after the service, as we go to our time together outside, that's going to be great. You're going to see outside, um, there's going to be a table there for serving teams. So there's ways that you can be serving here at Chicago West. And we'd love to let you know about that and how you can be using the gifts and experiences and resources you have to be blessing the body. So make sure you take advantage of that right outside um, in our time here together as you go. We'll have people there to share that with you. Well, hey, church, as we... I'll close here in worship. If you're able to and willing to stand, would you just stand? Let's just stand and let's declare these directives together that we've been given. These are our church culture directives from God's word. 
that we're praying by God's grace that he would help us to live out where it's happening that we would grow in and that he would move in and through us together. Let's declare these one by one. Here's that first one. Let's say this together. Let's live with urgency. Let's do it. Let's love with fervency. Amen. Let's do that together. Let's welcome with generosity. Man, who is it that we need to see? Who is it that we need to uh, acknowledge? Who is it we need to invite in? And fourthly, let's steward with tenacity. Let's get after it. Let's not be passive. And lastly, let's serve in dependency. We can't do this on our own. We want God to be good in us and then God to be good through us. Let's pray for this right now. Lord, I thank you for the truth of your word. I pray, Lord, that as uh, we sang uh, earlier, that we would that we be praising the living and abiding word of God through Jesus Christ himself. Lord, make this true of us. Would, would this truly be our church culture, these directives that you've given to us? Lord, help us to truly live like that, that we know we need each other and that you would work in and through us powerfully. Lord, to, to really do that, to really see what it is you've called us to, to live with urgency. We don't have much time. We want to do it with everything we can. Lord, we love with fervency that the world will know that we are his by how we love one another. That what would define us is that we welcome with generosity. Lord, help us to be stewards, good stewards of the gifts we've been given. Help us to do that with tenacity in every way. Show us what it is even today in this coming week, how we can steward in a greater way what you've been given to us, these spiritual gifts. And lastly, Lord, lastly, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we'd serve in dependency. Would you strengthen us with power by your spirit in our inner being? And may we receive all that you want to do through others for us. And in all this, in all this, as your word says, that you would be given glory, that you'd be given glory. And it is in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Chicago West Sunday Service. Join us next week.